Hello and welcome, PodFam. We are here and welcome to another episode of Podcasting Success Secrets. You know who I am. You've been here before. We're here with a special guest, Miss Lisa Zrodny, and she is the host of Positively Living. She has her own show. She's coming up on her third year mark, which is cool. So we were just chatting before we started recording. She upgraded her setup on her third year. And so if you guys are listening and you have not quite done that, that's okay. It's okay to be on your beginner setup and we all go through those transitions. Anyways. I hate silence, Lisa, so I'm going to stop talking and just welcome you and thank you for hanging out with us today. That's awesome, Hector. I know, silence on a podcast. <laughs> I'm delighted to be chatting with you again. And I am delighted, that's easy for me to say, good thing I'm on podcasting, to be chatting with you on my new mic. And yes, you are absolutely right. Stick with what you got. The ATR2100, I got to give a shout out to Audio-Technica. That lasted me for the entire run until I decided to upgrade. And that was merely as a treat yourself kind of moment. Yeah. Quick plug here. Lisa and I connected on one of the other shows that I host, How to Scale a Business. And I ended up following her on Instagram. And we stayed connected because Lisa has some amazing reels and she's really entertaining to follow. So I would encourage you guys to go get connected with her on Instagram as well. What's the handle? It is positively underscore Lisa. She's like a branding thing. She's got it going. So go get connected with her there. But we're going to talk about collaboration and all the things that go along with that. And I'm excited because it's something that I wish I had done more often earlier on in my journey. I made the mistake of getting great guests on and having amazing people on and then thinking that alone was enough or that was it or that was the fruit. I stopped there and I think it was really a disservice to everything. And so I'm excited to have you come and share some things that have been working with you and how you've been able to create a, I don't know, you could probably put some better words to it, but perhaps a system to your collaboration or really create a, a way that you can get your show and start promoting it and getting it out there. Because I think that's something that so many, so many podcasters want is more listeners. It's so true. We go through so much work to put the show together, but it's that fortune is in the follow-up kind of thing, right? Where you really want to get it out there. But I truly believe that it starts in the very beginning when you are connecting prior to recording. And so I make a point to build a rapport with my guests and it helps to like I'm inviting you on my podcast and we've already had the pleasure of chatting and getting to know each other so that rapport is there already but it's also it's not just about the rapport of oh can we have a good conversation but do we share values and what we're trying to promote and what we're trying to do there's something about feeling like you're on a team when you're messaging. And I think that's what we're searching for in the very beginning. And the way to do that is by making sure that you have the conversations, you have the connection. And to me, making sure that the guest knows what I'm about, what the podcast is about, which is essentially one and the same, right? And that they're really ready. They know what to expect. When are we hopping on? How are we hopping on? What do I need from you? How do you need to show up? What can I expect when we're having this conversation? Yes, there's a brilliant magic in podcasting that happens when you have the conversation. There's stuff we're going to talk about today that I didn't expect, but I knew 
the platform we would be on and what you would expect of me. You know what I mean? No, you didn't, Lisa. No, you didn't. I'm going to give full transparency. A minute before we were supposed to record, I looked in and I said, oh my goodness, there's the link for the old recording platform that we used. And she had already sent me a message saying, hey, this isn't working. And I knew that. I just didn't update our automations. And it's in my head, I minimize those things. But as you're saying it, they really do create an environment of preparedness and preparation and calmness or whatever it is, or the lack of them creates the opposite, perhaps. Yeah. Yes. In fairness, something went wrong. So check your automations. If you take one thing away today, (laughs) double check your automations, your messages. You know, and I've seen this go both ways because I've done a lot of guesting. And I've had ones where you receive the letter, you receive the reminders, you have the calendar invite. In the calendar invite is the link. Okay, fine. It was the wrong link. That's okay. Update it and you're good to go. But at the very least, you sent the information and I'll tell you sometimes, now I take copious notes as a guest. So I have a guesting sheet. I write down the podcast and the details and the topic that we're going to talk about. So I show up prepared, but it can be disconcerting when you're like looking at the calendar. Wait, okay, I made my own calendar event. There's no link in here. Okay, let me look through the emails. So you're right. It's a different kind of energy when you don't feel prepared. So for me, yes, the guest does have some work to do, but I'm also going to do as much as I can to make it feel to them like they're absolutely welcomed and that they're on my podcast to shine, to share wisdom, to enjoy the conversation and to feel really good about who they are and what they're bringing to the world. Yeah, I've realized that And for a lot of the shows that we produce, we have some sort of automation that goes out. And 80% of the people don't read them. They don't open them. They show up and they still have no clue what's going on. And that's fine. That's okay. There is magic in that too. But the 20% I've realized who do read them, they need it. And it makes that 80% difference for them. They're able to show up and bring that much more to the conversation. So having those, even if you're the person sitting there thinking, oh, I would never read these things, that perhaps, but not every guest is like you. That's a really good point. And also, as you were describing that, I got to say, too, it depends on the type of podcast that you have, right? There's going to be a sliding scale there. For me, it's positively living and it's all about simplicity and and systems and self-awareness. And we're digging into multi-passionate life and neurodiversity and thinking about who we are and trying to release the shame and the frustration that comes with these weird perceptions of productivity. It's kind of deep. And it's important to me. And it's something where we're digging into a conversation differently than, hey, this is your top 10 favorite movies podcast. Just come on and we're going to chat about it. So because of that, I want to make sure that the guest is prepared with the intention for what we're talking about. And as a productivity coach, I kind of have this thing where I want to make sure a conversation has like a distinctive start and end, but you do this as well, where it's like, okay, great. We talked about something. Here's why it's important. Here are the tips, but specifically tips that you can take with you. And that's really important. I've been on too many podcasts and conversations, or I've listened to some, I guess. Uh, I try not to do it myself where it's like, okay, where are we going with this? And then you lose track and you're down a rabbit hole. And you know, that's going to lose listeners, right? As a host, 
recently someone reached out to me and they said, you seem to ask the question that I'm thinking in my head and you ask it like a few seconds right after I thought it. And for me, that was really affirming because that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to embody the listener and think about when I'm doing an interview, what are the things that they're thinking about? What are the questions that they have? What are the objections or the yeah, buts that they have? Because that's what the listener is going through them. And so those aren't going to go away. And we have to be willing as hosts to bring back the guest a little bit. They think it's a dance, right? We can't go too far off as a guest. And then we also, as a host, have to be willing to even sometimes jump in and cut them off. And the more that you've done it, the better you can kind of massage that in. But I think that willingness is important for your listener. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a bit of guidance and it can be gentle guidance. And of course, if you have some good editing at your fingertips, you can allow the person to express what they need to, but then take a portion of that. I try not to over edit, but But at the same time, you're right, it's easy to get off on a tangent. And so having a general direction that you want to go, yeah, that's definitely important. And the willingness to say, okay, I'm the host and I want to take everyone on this general path and you're going to show us some interesting sites along the way, but let's stay on track. And I think it also, we have to say, it goes without saying that every show is different, every genre is different. And so there's going to be some different applications of this. But regardless, as a guest or as a host, I think there is some outcome, some effect, something that you're trying to create in your listener. And even though it is a conversation or an interview or a banter, we have to create some container or structure or there's got to be some guardrails. Otherwise, people don't get that outcome that they're looking for and they find another show. Yeah, I really feel that. I was thinking bumpers and like bowling, which I really need because <laughs> that is something yeah, I cannot too. do me well. Me too, most times. <laughs> I think that I don't. I, in my head, I'm the best bowler. I'm like so good and I'm terrible. I'm, I can never. I'm just, and then I just blame it on my I'm like I'm warming up. It's my hands. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So yeah, with yeah, <laughs> the bumpers and all that, it's so true. And I just want to say. Let me bring it back here. Yeah. Oh, yes, have, let's yeah. bring it back. <laughs> or you bring it back. <laughs> well, well what's, what else is there? Because I think the preparation part is important. And you talked about that. How does that transition? What's the next phase after that prepared part to make sure that this collaboration kind of goes? So you've prepared, you've recorded, and then it's managing expectations as to when the episode will come out, what they'll be sent. Right at the end of the recording, I will even chat with them real quick and say, do you have any questions about when this comes out? And here's what I can tell you and here's what you can expect. So it's that kind of communication. That's really what it is, right? Along the entire time, it's communicating and managing expectations. So I'll do that. And then usually a week or so before an episode comes out, especially if I'm really excited about it, I may send a quick message and be like, it's in the works, get ready. And then when it goes out, Now, this is something, this is probably the biggest portion of what I was hoping to share with you today because I've seen it work brilliantly, is I send a detailed email. And it's an email that expresses my enthusiasm for the episode. It's too easy for us, I think, sometimes once we're done with something (laughs) to be like, okay, on to the next. That's generally, I think, what we do as humans. So celebrating this, which is a productivity tip to be like, look what we did this is amazing. So think about celebrating it with them. 
I send them a message that indicates that celebration, sometimes something that I heard that was an amazing takeaway or just the general feel and a word that came up for me before about what you want to do or those guardrails is like the intention of the episode. And I usually celebrate that we achieved really meeting that intention that we had. And then I give them literally like the blog link, the podcast link. I give them information where I am online in case somehow we missed connecting with social media so that we can make sure that we're on there because I'm going to be tagging them like crazy. And then the other thing that I worked toward, it took me a while, but I will actually provide modified swipe copy for them in their voice which is easy. It's a process. It's a system that I have now where I have my show notes. I quickly modify that to some various versions for my promotion. And then I quickly change the voice and tighten it a little for them. Boom, boom, boom. And I put that swipe copy in there along with images. And those images, the graphics that I have are also personalized as well. And I'll tell you, those things are a little bit extra work, but they go a long way. I know that for me, I really enjoy, all guests do, we're calling a spade a spade here, sending out an image of someone else's podcast where I'm there as a guest, where you can see that I'm not only sharing someone else's podcast, but that I'm sharing that I was a guest on there. I really like that. And I know they do as well. I know that there are marketing teams who are like, what are we going to promote? And if you give them images that have quotes from them on it, I get quotes from me, fine. I said something brilliant, maybe, (laughs) but it matters far less to them. So give them all of that. I've seen a sharp increase in the number of guests who share and share frequently and share quickly when the episode comes out. Yeah. You just hit on so many best practices there and things that we've had to learn and layer on after years and different shows. And so you nailed it on yours. And I want to just double click on a couple of things that I think you do really well. And that is letting them know in advance. We would send them a message when the episode would come out, but we found that the conversion on them sharing went, it was dramatic when we gave them a heads up and about a week in advance, we gave them a heads up and it's ideal if we have some pictures and some promotional stuff that they can already start to share as well. And then also all those things that you kind of listed out, we've now started putting into a notion page. We have like a promo page that has literally everything that you put in there. It has the welcome message. It has their Spotify links, their Apple links. Basically what we found is that a lot of our guests they were coming back and asking us for stuff that we had already sent to them. And in an email, it's not always accessible. So we put it into like this sleek notion page and we're actually giving it away as a resource at our next podcast AMA event. So you guys should go get signed up for that. But so beneficial to give them all that stuff on the platter and really make it easy for them to share because otherwise it's not. And this is a real people, real life in that productivity realm. I know this. I watch it when it comes to habits, when it comes to things we want to do, even when we have the best of intentions. Oh, I was on this podcast and it was awesome. And the host was amazing. And we had this brilliant conversation. They've sent me the link and it's live. I want to promote it. How? What do I say? The minute you have any hesitation, what do I say about it? Oh, maybe I, oh, I'll probably listen to it first. Then I'll figure that out. Okay. And then life, right? Life happens. So when you can make it as easy as possible, that's the key to any good habit, then yeah, they're more likely to do it. Yeah. 
This has been so good. You know, when you're talking about collaboration, we've talked about the prep, we've talked about the post. Is there anything else that you think that's important to make these things go? I would land on a wrap up of this, which is the idea of making sure when you have your episodes that you deep link and cross promote really well. Like if, for example, when you hop on my podcast, I'm going to make sure to link to our episodes on your podcast. And that will be in the show notes and ready to go. Making sure that I promote the person who's on. Yes, we want them to come on and give value, but also as a courtesy and being excited and valuing what they have to say, I value what they do. So I think that cross-promotion cross-celebration, making sure you provide all those links. That's a really important way to keep the party going, basically. Yeah. You talked a little bit about your show and just a few of the things that you get into. But if somebody else was kind of interested, what else might they find on your show? Or what are some favorite topics or even some of your kind of your favorite episodes that Oh my goodness. On the surprise side, if you will, episodes on like living a trauma informed life, the grief episodes, things like that, that really get into our human condition. Those are very popular. And I love that because they're a reminder of our humanity, which is so important when we're trying to match our lives to something we perceive as productive. There's lots of great systems episodes where it's not about, hey, use Trello or use Asana or use Airtable, but more, is this right for me? me, how does someone use it? There are fun episodes where I actually coach a client. And so you can hear me. It's a live coaching episode or recorded, but I mean, it's happening unedited and you can hear that. So it's a mix, but it's really all about supporting you in figuring out who you are, how you work best and owning that living well, which is why it's positively living. It wasn't positively productive like my business. It was positively living because our end game with all of this is to live well. Lisa, this has been so great. And I'd imagine if you would grace us with around two or around three, you know, hopefully you'll be a regular here on Podcasting Success Secrets because you just bring such a better and different energy than I usually do. You're much more fun and enjoyable to be around than I am. So that's always for starters. But you are also out there doing it in the trenches, figuring things out. And I think that there's so much value to that because people are probably one or two steps behind you. And I think you're really illuminating a great path. Thank you for that. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here and chat about this. I love doing it. I love figuring stuff out. And what I love even more than that is sharing with others so they can do it too. Is there any other places on the internet that people can get connected with you? Or do we mention that already? You mentioned Instagram, positively underscore Lisa. That's a super fun place to be. Hector's right. I do ridiculous reels. I put it under the umbrella of stress management. And positivelyproductive.com is my website. And then, of course, you're listening to an awesome podcast. Pop on over to Positively Living. I'd love to have you there as well. Thank you. Y'all go get connected with Lisa. Find her on LinkedIn and Instagram. Go follow and subscribe to the podcast. If you made it this far, we appreciate you and would love a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for being a part of the fam. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all. Bye.